Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Scipio Cup podcast. There's three of us today. So it's I'm here. So is Kyle. Say hi to America, hi, Kyle, and Sweden. <laughs> Hello, Sweden. Kyle, you have anything to plug? Uh, Nico Horner. <laughs> oh, careful. I think Peg is more like, it's a plug or Peg? <laughs> and and also joining us is Sam Fells. Sam, how are, how are you doing? Pleasure to be here, Andy, as always. So if um, people want to consume more Sam Fells, how can they do that? Well, that... That's a sentence. Um, uh, you can find me at faxesfromuncledale.com. You can follow me at Twitter, at Fellsgate. And that's usually the best way to find me. Um, and we do all sorts of stuff at both places. So that's where you find me. Now let's, as you put it, come it up. Let's come it up. That should be the name of the podcast. <laughs> so. Come it up. Come it up. So I think we all went through... Half the stages of mourning after the abysmal showing in Milwaukee where they didn't knock themselves out of the playoffs, but they somehow breathed life back into the dog-ass team that is the Milwaukee Brewers. They breathed life into, like, three teams. <laughs> they did. They brought everybody. Which pulled, is not easy to do. They pulled everybody back into the fucking wild card race with that abominable effort from Friday to Sunday. But then, last night, like Christ on a mountain... <laughs> Nico Horner arrived to save the day. The, the, we didn't even know we needed him, but there he was. Yeah, it was it was fun. If nothing else, that one night is fun. And if people want to enjoy it on just that level, that's that's great. You go ahead and do that. That that's fun. And I hope it's something we talk about for a very long time as he's having a great career with the Cubs. However, one does not equal the other. I wholeheartedly agree with Sam. I, I did get a kick out of um, on Twitter today. It was, I guess, last night, too. It was everyone going on and on and on about how Horner's the, you know, the plate approach the Cubs have been missing as he hit a bloop single. The, the right. triple down the line was nice and a ground ball up the middle. Not to take anything away from him, but I don't think this team needs more ground balls to improve their offense. Wasn't he 0-2 right? in every hit pass? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love that. Well, that's... You have the Cub shortstops apparently have to do that. <laughs> they have to. Not do allowed. That. <laughs> yeah, I think his first three at bats he was 0-2, and then finally he, uh, I think his the last one he was, uh, it was one and one. He broke yeah. the streak. Well, I know where you're going with this, so I'll stop you right there, because I'll do it. I'll be the villain. It's a role I play well. Um, I don't. I'm just going on the track record of this team, and I. Everything I read about Nico Horner this year suggests he's going to be – he's very likely – he's got to – let me keep equivocating here. He, <laughs> he has a very great chance to be a very good player in the majors. So he's a first-round pick for a reason. Um, but I worry that this is – based on the track record of the Cubs – and now this is different because this is an emergency. Like they didn't have anyone else to play shortstop, so they kind of pulled this lever. So it's not the same – as Elmora or Hap or Schwarber, if you want to make that argument too, where these guys just don't have a track record in the minor leagues or a very long one of hitting. You know, Hap was only there for 70, 80 games. Schwarber's about the same. Elmora never even hit in the minors. So my worry is that if he has a big two weeks here, which he could, he's very talented. Anyone can get hot for two weeks. That we're going to see the same thing. Like I can't, unless he were to, absolutely light it up in spring training next year 
I can't see where the Cubs can just pencil him in as, as the opening day's second baseman or center fielder. And I'm afraid that this is just going to be piggyback to the re-signed Nicholas Castellanos train. And it's going to be like the, the, the caboose to that. Oh, and you have to promote Horner. Um, I, and I just feel like that would be the same mistake as, uh, as they made in the past. I, to that end, though, I would say with Horner, it's less – I mean, I get what you're saying. It, it, with him, it's less of, hey, you got to come up and produce. It's more you got to come up and not be David Bodie at shortstop. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure they told him, look, we just need you to come up and catch the ball. Right. And he can do that at a major league level now. Yep. Yep. Um, I hope that's true. And I hope that fans keep that in perspective. Exactly. And I have zero faith they will. <laughs> and nor should you. Nor should you. That's absolutely right. Well, I think it's it's perfect timing for the Cubs to bring up a prospect because their prospects are good for about 20 games. Right. Then the league figures them out. Well, that time, they're in the playoffs. And right. Then, and then Javi's back. It's perfect. It's brilliant. No, I mean, there's there was a reason he didn't get called up earlier well he was hurt right so he's not he he wasn't ready right ready has nothing to do with it at this point of the year he's the closest thing they have to a shortstop and he's got to play shortstop so they put russell on the concussion list which i find funny because who gives who gives addison russell the concussion test i that i mean they should put that on the website um just to see how that works because he always looks that vacant (laughs) Um, Maybe he was but, lucid, and they're like, "Oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! There is something wrong with him." He's speaking. He's making eye contact. He's speaking in complete sentences. Have they said that he officially has a concussion? Or is this just like what we're gonna do? Because remember, every time they put a guy in injury, it's like, "Oh, it's clean. It's fine. It's precautionary. He'll be off the list when it comes up." And like today, oh yeah, Craig Kimball's not gonna be ready before yeah. the weekend. What, what's wrong with you? Why would you think that? <laughs> Uh, they don't know what's wrong. They all, all they know is Chris Bryant's knee hurts. They don't know what's wrong with it. They haven't known what's wrong with it. They knew it was wrong a month ago. I don't need right. to get on the soapbox about that again, but God, that's so frustrating. <laughs> he, they've tanked his season when you, they needed him to be MVP level. Do you think Theo and Jed think that they made the disabled list 40 games instead, <laughs> <Right>. of, <laughs> instead of 10? It's like, guys, you know, it's shorter. Like They basically figured Rizzo was going to be out a week. And they played a man short until September 1st when his back finally got better and they could play him. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that at some point, 10 days off his feet would have done Chris wonders. Well, he tried it once. Well, one day. Well, no, he was on the aisle somewhere in July or August, I feel like. I feel like he's been on there once. What? Last year. This year. I, maybe I'm making that up. No. Maybe he just had a few days off. No, he hasn't been on the injury. Uh, not this year, no. And then last well, then, year it took well, them that's for, even more ridiculous. And last year it took them forever to do it. Yep. After he hurt his shoulder. Yeah. So yeah, it's like we're back to the Jim Henry doctors. The, right. Oh, it looks fine to me. So yeah, so they want to tell me all about their, their pitching lab and how it fixed all the Wicks curveballs, but they don't have like a a, a medical lab. A training room, an X-ray machine. Can't get an intern from Northwestern Medicine to come by and go, holy shit, your knee's supposed to bend the other way. Right. Javi Baez hurts his thumb, comes out of the game. They take an X-ray. like, oh, nothing on the X-rays. He's like, well, it still hurts. But we'll wait four days for an MRI. I get it. uh, I mean, the Russell thing, too. It's what they always do with these things. He he takes one off the head and stays in the game, and then they take him (laughs) out the next day. (laughs) 
that, that's their other specialty. I, I mean, have... I'll, yeah, that, that's a good one. And I'm, that's probably what happened. I'll give them some leeway because sometimes those concussion symptoms do show up like 10 minutes later or 20 yeah. minutes later. Uh, but generally when you take a face baseball off the face, <laughs> yeah. you should just assume uh, maybe they just maybe they wanted him to get hurt. Okay, here's how we're going to deal with this headache. We're going to make sure he has a headache, and then we won't have to deal with this anymore. Well, I was worried when he got on base and then he stole second. I thought, holy shit, he know it. He got hit so hard he recognizes the steal <laughs> sign. But then we found out he did it on his own, so we can't even right. give him credit for that. Yeah, it's a strange thing they've got going on because it's the second year in a row they've let their most important player, the one. The one player who's like the difference between them being an 85 and 95 win team. Yep. And they just sort of let him slowly fall apart. My theory on it is that they put Todd in charge of the health plan. That must be it. And he, sp- he spent the premium on a f- fancy French bicycle. <laughs> and so they're like, the one with MRIs? The well, wait. Um, uh, why don't we hold off for a little bit? And then he's got to find some guy with a who has like an old fashioned camera and they take Javi into a closet and pretend it's an MRI. Everything looks good here. Is that the one with the big wheel, the French bicycle? <laughs> yes. The huge wheel in the front and the little, they don't like there. the old timey bikes. eh? Mm-hmm. yeah, that, that one. Okay. How did people get on those anyway? Why did anybody think that was a good idea? Cause they were French. Ever? Well, that's true. But anyway, so Nico has saved the season, which is great. Not a moment too soon. For one night, as if we haven't seen them score 10 runs in the opening game of a series against a bad team, think to ourselves, okay, maybe they're maybe they're turning it on and then spend the next three games with a thumb in their ass. They haven't done that for five days. Whose thumb? I don't know, but it's a <laughs> thumb in their ass. You can take your thumb out of my ass, comrade. <laughs> yeah. um, maybe it's their own. Maybe it's someone <laughs> else's. They don't know. We don't know. Yeah, they're just following the regular the game plan which is spend, yeah. all, spend all the runs in game one and then but man the Padres look bad they are bad I yeah. mean they're gonna be they're gonna be good they might be good as soon as next year but they're not good now their best player who is not Manny Machado right. nope. sorry all the Manny Machado fans out there is hurt and they can't hit they can't hit right now they've got some decent pitchers got a good bullpen whatever it is about San Diego it doesn't matter who the GM is. It doesn't matter who the manager is. They just fashion a good bullpen out of whatever's lying around. Kirby very- Yates, get out of here with that shit. And yet he's like he's like one of the best closers in the game. That was after Brad Hand was. Yep. And that was after whoever else. Like they just they just find these guys. Well, they had Craig Kimbrell at Kimbrell, one point. Yeah. Well, they traded for him when AJ Preller went a little funny yes. in the head. But then they, they keep finding guys. Like, Hand was after him, and now it's Yates, and they've gotten good work out of Craig Stamen, and uh, they just do that. I don't know. I mean, the Padres are like two years away from competing with the Dodgers. If competing with the Dodgers is ever a thing that's going to happen, right. I'm not convinced it is. So, uh, I saw first I saw that the Dodgers could clinch the West tonight. Then I saw they're playing the Orioles. Yes, and they're already on the touchdown. <laughs> oh, 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 poor Baltimore. You thought the Yankees did awful things to you. Well, uh. Uh, such a strange, strange time. I have a question. All right. This is the one question I've brought to the podcast today. I haven't, I haven't really been bubbling with thoughts. And it's two prongs. Oh, good. So Dave Dombrowski gets fired less than a year after winning the World Series. 
So my first question is, does this give the Rickets any ideas? And I hope it doesn't, but could that happen? And B, this is sort of connected to it, we know that Theo and Jed and all the players are signed to 2021. As things currently stand, the Cubs would not actually be able to field a team in 2022. <laughs> how, how much do I think there's long-term planning going on with this front office when they might already have a foot out the door in two seasons. Well, the, the answer to your first question, um, even if Ricketts entertained the idea, seeing that Dabrowski got fired a year after winning a World Series, as soon as someone reminded him he'd have to pay two general managers. Yeah, that's out. That, that, that idea would go out the window anyway. And it's a great question because you would think they – well, no, they, uh, they've signed David Bodie. They have one guy. They have David Bodie signed to bridge the gap between this regime and whoever else. But no, I mean, you'd like to, I suppose next year is the year, if they are thinking beyond themselves, that they start to extend, but who the hell is there to extend other than Javi? Um, Rizzo? Well, that's true. His contract is coming up. But that's the, and that's a different discussion. I think that negotiation is going to be fascinating and they mm-hmm. must be watching Paul Goldschmidt mm-hmm. awfully closely because like the Cardinals have traded for him really signed him they're they're close to the same age right it's Goldschmidt a little older yeah I believe they're the same age um yeah. I think Goldschmidt was 30 when the so I think he's was he th- long, okay, I so think he's months older, older than months I think, older. Was, I think he was 30 at the beginning of the season they're basically the same yeah so they handed him all the money yeah and it's and already and it's already he's, He's already well. He's having an off year. We don't know if this is a decline yet, but it could be. Oh wow! He he turned thirty-two today. Oh, it's okay. So he's he's a couple years, years older. older. Yeah, yeah, he's old. Wow. So that was even. So that's how old Rizzo will be the season after his contract is up. So I would wonder if um, if Goldschmidt doesn't pull out of this and is this is who he is now. Next year, the Cubs are going to kind of look at Rizzo and just be like, nah. We're good. Well, but you, your first point about this is maybe if they don't expect to actually be around, then they don't give a shit and they just they just give Rizzo his extension. Right, but they don't they deal have... with they don't deal with the crap about you know Mark gracing him to death. That's true. And they, they just also... sign him and they're like, oh, that was great. And then they think oh, some some other poor sucker, some other gotta... jackass is going to deal with this. <laughs> and if they but... especially if they expect to run another team. Which I'm sure they all do. They're young and they're enough. like, oh, well, we could we could really screw up the Cub payroll. So a, they're not a player for any of the guys we want, and then b, we can cherry pick some of the guys we want to have because they need salary relief. I mean, they really, if they really do expect to leave, they could completely fuck the Cubs over. That's a complete nightmare scenario. Let's not stay here anymore. <laughs> Let's dwell on it. For I, besides, there's more pressing issues. There's two weeks left in this godforsaken season. <laughs> And then there's still, I mean, like, okay, because I'm, I'm a detriment to society, I spend a lot of time, like, you, you look at the Cubs, you look at their place in the standings, and you kind of daydream about what the playoffs will look like. And I've never for one minute, like, thought about, oh, yeah, the Tuesday night in D.C. against Scherzer. Yep. And, I mean, that's, I mean, that's what it's, I mean, that's, that's the most likely outcome now. Although, if the Cardinals spit it up, that that'll make all this season worth it. Yeah, that would be great. 
Agreed. Well, there's and, still, they, and they easily could. There's uh, even it, it feels like it's more defined than it is. Right. Um, it you're you're really only a couple of you're really only a couple of bad days for the Cardinals and a couple of good days from the Cubs away from holy shit. It's only it's only two games now with seven to games here. to go to play them. There's also they're only two and a half behind the Nationals. So the fact you they still could very well be the wildcard team, but not have to go to DC. You still have to face Scherzer. So what the fuck difference does it make? <laughs> I don't think it makes any difference. But you know, we don't know. And of course there's still the doomsday scenario where they, you know, just crap down their leg for the last two and a half weeks. And then the playoffs well, start without them. If this, if this is the 2004 team and I, I will, the play itself has felt like the 2004 team. This team has never been outwardly antagonistic towards the media and fans the way the 2004. I still like the guys on the team, except for one, and now his brain's bruised. So hey, karma. Um, you know, I like these guys. Like the 2004 team, other than Derek Lee, I didn't like any of those people. Uh, I think my favorite was Rem- uh, Remlinger trying to fight the Astros by himself. <laughs> That was maybe the highlight of that. Was that also trip? the year that Remlinger fucked up his finger because he got it stuck between two chairs in the clubhouse? Do you remember that? It couldn't have been another season. It had to have been that season. Well, uh, I remember he was there was... in 03 because I remember him pitching f- futilely in the playoffs. Right, because because Dusty pitched him every game until July 1st. Um, yeah, even Kerry Wood was like, a jackass during the 2014 <laughs> season. Uh, but we don't need to revisit that. Well, and obviously there's the other huge difference between was the 04 team was coming off the horrible disappointment and choke of 03, where this team is still, it's starting to fade, but they still enjoy the amber, the hazy amber memories of 2016. Right. So how pissed are you going to get at them, really? And they and they're coming off a season where let's face it they overachieved. Yes, they did to an extent. Yeah. Anyway, well, yeah. I mean, it seems like it's set for them. Like, okay, three more games with the Padres were dead in the water. At least the Brewers had something to play for. I guess. I know. I know where I want to go with this. <laughs> okay, so Joe Madden. Ruins this going away party. I was at Saturday night when I start reading his quotes uh, on Twitter after that collapse. And everything he says goes against everything he did, which is why he's getting fired. I don't care if they call it letting his contract run out. He's getting fired. Yeah, just, like, Dust, just like Dusty did. Right. When they don't bring him back, that's getting fired. Unless You're right. Unless you don't want to come back and you go somewhere else, you got fired because you, now, wanted, you're, to, you wanted to stay and you were not allowed to. <laughs> right. You're a keen observer of the passing scene, Andy. Kyle, you might be. I don't know enough about you to, to wonder if you are not. But if you're here, you must be close. <laughs> so they asked Joe Madden, why can't your team hit Gio Gonzalez, who sucks? Now, they didn't say who sucks, but he does. So I'm going to amend the question. Why can't you hit Gio Gonzalez, who sucks? And he says, well, our guys just keep going outside the zone. They don't take patient at-bats against them. They keep chasing a prime example is Albert Almora, who he put at the top of the Jeez. lineup that night. Yes, he did. Comes up with two men on, no out. You know exactly what's going to happen. Gio Gonzalez is going to puke up whatever that is on the outside, the outside corner. 
And Elmore is going to reach out there and try and pull it down the line. He's going to pull it right to shortstop. And what happened? Exactly that. Now, he's hardly alone. They all do that. So did Joe not tell his players, this is what he's going to do. This is what you've been doing against him. Stop doing that. I mean, how would it really be that fucking inconceivable to tell them, <laughs> you know what, for, this, for at least the first go around here, See Everybody's if he can throw three strikes. Bat. You're gonna take two strikes, <laughs> right? He's either gonna he walk you, or you're gonna you can finally swing when you get your <laughs> second strike. Right. We're gonna treat this like little league because honestly, this is the fifth fucking time he's pitched against you this year. He has a 1.480 ERA against you, and if you miss the playoffs, it's because you couldn't hit fucking Gio Gonzalez. <laughs> In, the, in the a bad way. year, he has not been good. He's He was good in the past. He sucks, and he he's sucks. kicking your ass repeatedly. Take some or, fucking pitches. Or did Joe tell his guys, hey, this is what you've been doing, and whoever their hitting coach is who clearly doesn't do anything, and I don't think hitting coaches do anything anyway, but this is like the third hitting coach who can't get through to them. It's only the third in three years. Did he? Did they go to them and be like, okay, the first four starts against him against him this year. You've been chasing all these pitches out the outside zone and grounding them to Orlando Arcia. Stop that. Just try and shoot it the other way or see if he can throw three strikes before four balls, which he can't. And they were just like, ha-ha, fuck you, old man. We know better. This time we're going to get him. And they just didn't do it. Either way, that's, that's the team and manager clearly do not work together. I think that is a good uh, representation of the season as a whole, just not to be the, the armchair manager, but you know, I, I can be the drunk idiot on my couch and I can be seeing that obviously some very obvious things are not going right. I, I think that's what makes it all the more frustrating from a, I, I would like to think reasonably educated fan perspective. Right. <laughs> well, I also enjoyed that night. The let's, Let's get the bare minimum out of the bases loaded. Nobody out, but we get a run. Thanks because Josh Hader walks somebody with the bases loaded. Our we have we finally have a lead. Our answer to that is let's have David Phelps pitch the eighth thing. Oh yeah, right. With some his, guy with the eighty-four mile an hour slider of death. I mean, I wrote about this already in my series recap, but that was there's your season. I mean, the whole inning is the season. Like they Forrest Gump their way into this lead. And they can't extend it because they've played Chris Bryant into dust. Yep. So he can't catch up to anything. Yeah, and he fouled a pitch off in that at bat and looked like his leg was going to fall off. Right. He didn't even hit himself in the leg with the ball. He just – it. everything about it was so awkward. You're like, oh, he's, he's, he's not just playing through an injury. He's hurt. He's hurt. He should so, not be playing. But, but that's the Cubs. So it's this year's Cubs. So despite all the idiocy and stupidity and wrong decisions and wrong approach, there they are with a lead in an important game in the eighth inning. 2-3-4 for the Brewers up. That's, you, that's the time you send in your best guy. Yeah. Is your closer? I don't care if it's Andrew Miller, if it's the role as champion. I don't care who it is. You send your best guy out there because if you get through that inning clean – you're going through like six, seven, eight of the Brewers in the ninth, and they all blow. Yes. So if that's Rowan Wick, if that's Kinsler, either or, fine. I but don't it, care about matchups. Right. I don't care about platoon splits. This is my guy. This is the guy who gives us the best chance going one, two, three. That's it. Don't give me David Phelps, who you found on the floor of the storage room in Toronto. Don't give me Derek Holland, who has proven nothing since he's been here. Oh, I like that matchup against Yelich. 
Yelich is going to get a homer right now off of Thor. And I don't mean Cindergard. I mean Thor. Lord of Asgard. And he's throwing Derek Holland and David Phelps out there. And then he's got to call on Wick to come in and put out the fire. Yeah. It's like, maybe let that guy start <laughs> right. the inning. Start so bailing the ass out of it. There's why he's getting fired. Because I know, I know Theo sees that inning the same way we do. <clears throat> he doesn't want the push-button bullpen. He doesn't want platoon matchups in the eighth inning. This is like, I'm bringing in my best guy right here. And he didn't do it. And that's why he's going to be looking for work in the winter. That and Elmora batting leadoff. It, it's maddening, and it's kind of what I said. What I said earlier. It's like we're literally asking to use the good players instead of the bad players. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that should not be difficult, and it somehow has turned into a difficult thing. Granted, we've talked ad nauseum, but it's a it's a challenging roster. But I mean, it is. He's and not I, doing himself any favors. I would, I would, I would say that in his first four seasons here. Joe Madden maximized every team he had. Like those, that 97, 103, 92, 95, that's as many wins as each of those teams could have gotten. Maybe the 92 win team could have been a little better, but they were all hung over. Like I don't, I don't really recall that, you know, saying, oh, this is, this should have been better given the roster. Well, and that team got to the NLCS. Right. Where it got clobbered. Yes. <laughs> but. but and I can't sit here and say this team isn't being maximized either because it's had no bullpen and it's had no bench. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's had its superstar have his knee turn into sawdust soaking up vomit. So well, and then even, even before Javi fucked up his thumb, Javi was beat to hell too. He had another like guy, a, he had like a winning run created plus of like 58. For the month before he got hurt. Another guy that he could never seem to find a day off for. Yeah, there is a mistake because if he's on the roster and he's signed like this, you know what? Once every two weeks, just see if you can get out of the game with David Bodie at short. When Russell wasn't here or you didn't trust Russell to hit, whatever. Just one game every two weeks. He can't kill you that much at short. And it's not like David Bodie's stone-handed. He, he'll catch what he can get to. Yeah, it's just a matter of... Right. He's, he's not going to have any range at short. And then right. will, him and Addison can take turns throwing the ball into the dugout. <laughs> right. But, like put, put him out there doing a Darvish start who strikes everyone out anyway and doesn't give up ground balls because they're all home runs. Yeah, I mean, you can be... Like when... Or maybe when uh, Cole Hamels is pitching re- lately, and the ball's not going to stop in the infield. It's going to be rattling around. <laughs> right. It's going to be rattling either on the wall or behind it. So, right. You, know, you don't even need a shortstop those days. You can and, just yeah, play an extra just... outfielder. Now there's now there's that's the Joe we thought we were getting. Hamels starts. Fuck it, no shortstop. We're going four outfielders in this game <laughs> right. because we know that's where the ball is going to be. And and even when Russell had his first stint up when he came off suspension or whatever, he rarely played him at short. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. If, if, if you're going to have that albatross stuck on your roster, at least use it. Right. The worst thing that will happen to the team is that Addison will prove he can't, not only is he a despicable human being, he can't play. And then you give, if you do it early enough in the season, maybe you actually go find a backup shortstop. But if you just don't use him there, then no move ever gets made. Right. But I also don't understand. I mean, there's so much of this 
so much of this roster has been frustrating since the very beginning. I mean, even if, you know, bringing, keeping Addison and giving the whole, he's on a short leash, he's got to do everything just the way that he's supposed to do it or he's gone, but they did nothing to be, to be prepared if they decided, all right, he's, he's not conforming. We're going to have to let him go. They didn't bother to find a shortstop. Neither they didn't never, stash one in Iowa. They just didn't get one. The one thing they didn't seem to be prepared for is that Addison Russell's not very good at baseball. No. Which, like they're like, okay, he's here. We're going to monitor his progress, and that's all fine. I was actually on board with that, going against the grain. But they had no backup plan in case they thought, oh, wait a minute, he's not actually that good. Right. Despite the fact that they had ample evidence in 2017 and 2018. <laughs> That he was middling. Right, that he wasn't. He not only wasn't getting better, he was getting worse. Right. The league had figured him out. He's too dumb to adjust to anything. <laughs> it's never going to get any better. Yes, he's a he's a very good athlete, but it's not going to happen. No, not so for him. So you, at the very least, you should have somebody who can at least handle shortstop defensively. Once and, every two weeks. Yeah. That's all just, you're talking about. And they just didn't bother. It's just <laughs> the weirdest. It's just the weirdest thing. And then why? I mean, I'm, I know the reason they signed Daniel Descalso, because he was he said yes when they gave He's a very cheap. low offer. But that, that signing was pointless, even if he had been decent, because you needed a utility player who could play shortstop. You already had a utility player who couldn't in Ben Zobrist. You didn't <laughs> yeah. need two of those. They must have, yeah. honest to God, thought David Bodie was a viable option for, you know, well, 50 innings of shortstop this year. The the front office must have, but they forgot yeah. to tell their manager. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. And I'm, again, I, I go through this with the Hawks, so I'm actually totally in favor of a clear delineation of responsibility. Your G, you know, your, your owner hires the GM who hires the coach, your, your front office puts the roster together, and your manager runs it. You don't want you know, the GM calling down to the dugout. No, this guy's, you don't want, you don't want Moneyball. Right. The movie depiction of Moneyball. You don't want that. That's not how it really went down. It was good for the movie. That's not really how it went down. So I, I'm fine with that, but it's like, you do have to clearly spell out to your manager, this is what we're thinking. And if this isn't going to work, we got to make some changes. Um, you're talking about once every two weeks. So over, the first three months of the season, that's like, that's what, that's, that's 20 starts. Not even it's, 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 it's it's six starts. It's 10 games. Yeah. To keep Baez fresh and healthy. Maybe that's Jed's job. Maybe that's what Jed actually does. Nobody has a clue what he actually does. Maybe that's what he's supposed to do. Jed, go find a shortstop. I'm on it. (laughs) My worry, no matter what happens in these two weeks, two and a half weeks, they could run the table. And my worry is still going to be that something truly stupid is going to happen this offseason, like a Dombrowski firing, which I think is highly unlikely. But trading Contreras, something like that, I can see that. Um, just to, sh- quote-unquote, shake things up. But that's neither one of those is the answer. It's not like Theo's bad at his job. And when you say they didn't bother – to get a bag of short stuff. I think you can describe the whole offseason. They just didn't bother. They yeah. didn't bother. Right? They didn't bother. <clears throat> but I don't know why they would bother because it was clear the word came down from the you know ownership or Nebraska. You can't do anything. Yeah, they didn't have any money. 
you can't make money, so why wouldn't they just sit around the office playing ping pong? And then, oh, yeah, the scouts will take whatever change we have between the couches, couch cushions. Like, okay, fine, your turn, your serve. Um, well, they, we know they tried to sign um, Martin Maldonado. Right. And he's like, no, I'm not going to sit on the bench for that. I'm right. Go somewhere I can play so I can make money. And he went someplace and he played, and he's still going to end up signing next year for nothing to go somewhere because he's not that good. Well, they couldn't sign him, so they traded an actual like yes, player an for asset him. for him. And then they got rid of him a week later because he's like, well, I still want to play. The, the offseason was so bleak that people were pissed, and actually rightfully pissed, that they didn't try to sign uh, Jose Iglesias when he had no team in March. Right. And he could have at least been a competent defensive backup at second and short. He can he can but feel may, the position. Maybe he was too expensive. Who knows what the deal was? He probably signed with. He seemed like he was just waiting around for somebody to get hurt, and then he could find a spot where he could spot where he could play. But I, they couldn't even swing the cash for a, a very middling but competent defensive player. It was a replacement level player, essentially. Yes, at a position that they had to know was a very high likelihood they were going to need somebody. This wasn't just extra depth. This was. If Addy turns out to be a complete turd, like we suspect he might be, and Javi gets hurt, we don't have anybody. No, and they anybody. just didn't do it. But <laughs> it, did, it didn't matter because it all worked out because we got um, Nico Horner. We got the 2019 version of 1988 Greg Jeffries. He's going to come in. He's going to get hotter than hell, take him to the playoffs, <laughs> have a huge opening round, just like Jeffries did. He can't, he can't play in the playoffs. Yes, he can. He can. He can. Yes, he can. How? You merely had to be in the organization. I thought you had to be on the 40. No. that the, the thing that confused everybody was they had to do that. They had to make a move on August 31st to get Zobrist on the 40-man because he was on the restricted list. So he wasn't right. technically on. He Even though he was doing a rehab assignment, he wasn't on any of their affiliated rosters officially. Right. He had to go on the 40-man. Nico... It was in the organization. So what? the only thing they'll have to do is they will have to take one of their injured players and Brandon Morrow. This is very this is very likely why Morrow didn't just get DFA'd instead of – it didn't matter because Randy Rosario's career is over too. Because they can do some procedural thing where they take a, a player who's on the 60-day DL and somehow create the spot for Nico. But it's been confirmed. He can play – if they make the playoffs and they want Nico on the roster, he can be on the roster. Man, you, you just see how this is setting up, don't you? Oh, by the way, when we're going through our injury list, we forgot to mention Cole Hamels, who clearly is not healthy. No, I mean, and, he, and we suspected it back when it first happened. Right. When he hurt his oblique in Texas. It because, was, it was yeah. a year and a half before he got good again, which was nice for the Cubs because it was like the start before the Cubs got him. Right. And he did it again, and it's happening again. He, whatever it does to his mechanics, right. he he's, can't, he's, he's no good. He's humping it up to get it to 90 and just getting murdered. Um, right. If, so, they make, if they make, and it's a huge if, I mean, I, if I were to wager on it, I would say they're going, I mean, it's going to be hard for them not <clears> to <throat> make the wild card game. Diamondbacks are losing again here. They're, you know, they're enough. I mean, they would really have to go out of their way to let the Diamondbacks or Brewers or Phillies buy them. But if they somehow beat the Nationals and you can just see them getting 
bloopered to death in that game. Um, I'd be, I'm really serious, curious to see what they will do with the rotation. How will they tell John Lester, yeah, you're not getting the playoff start? It's just not going to happen. You know, if that's what comes to it, unless Hamels continues to be bad, what are you going to do? Bring him out of the pen to throw 89 miles an hour? Well, I mean, if it, if the playoffs, if they were started today, and everyone would be surprised because they're not supposed to. Right. Um, yes. <laughs> First of all, we'd both be very No surprised. one would be ready. Wait a minute. Today, we're not even in the right town. Um, you'd, ha- you'd start Lester before Hamels. And Lester's been bad. Yeah. yeah. But Cole's been worse. There's a great decision to make. This is this is like the uh, the '98 Cubs starting Game One of the playoffs with Mark Mark Clark. Clark. <laughs> Who could like, forget? Like, okay, uh, you're the only one with any rest. Big, big head. Go get him. Get go get him. Um, yeah, boy, what a time to be alive. That's that normally well, not normal. I guess the injury part doesn't. But you know, unless you're, you know, the Dodgers or the Braves. You're you're scrambling when the playoffs start. Well, because not you've the thrown Nationals. Everything at the wall to get in. Well, I wouldn't. These are the Nationals we're talking about, and yeah, they can they could easily slide their way right back into the thick of it and have to fight their way to right. the end the last week. But but they could they only have to throw one guy at the wild card game, and they still have two other guys to right. pitch games one. Now, unless they get really cute and throw all three of them in the wild card game. <laughs> like, oh yeah, we're we're not gonna let Scherzer space the lineup for a third time. He's only like the three consecutive Cy Young winner. Or if they end up like that, they somehow end up like the Cubs, and no one can score the entire right. wild card game, and you end up using them all. <laughs> right. You end up using pretty much all of your starters except for Quintana, who started the day before. Mm-hmm. They all pitched in that game until <laughs> Hendricks finally gave up the run. With not a ball hit hard anywhere. No. Nope. And Hamels was amazing coming out of the Pennant game. Back when he was healthy. Mm-hmm. Back when he was good. So, yeah. So, now the dream scenario for me is that the Braves actually catch the Dodgers, which they, they're like three and a half games out. They could. Very unlikely. So, your wild card win would actually play the Braves because I know they're good and they're going to win 100 games. I They just seem like that classic Braves team, you know, that like breezes through the regular season. And the playoffs start, and they're gone before you can blink. Right. Like they, well, they did that. They did that for like thirteen years. That's exactly what they did for, except for one of those. Except for one. Um. Yeah, and even if they were, even if you thought they were more of a threat than I think we think they are, you, it, it you still you need to avoid the Dodgers at all costs. That's a, well, right. That's a. I mean, that's a juggernaut that has been waiting, has been dicking around for months. Just waiting for the playoffs to start. Well, that's the thing. What what does making the playoffs even really mean? When to win a World Series, you have to beat the Dodgers and the Astros. You might goof one due to baseball weirdness. You're not doing both. Maybe if you're the Yankees and you hit a billion home runs, I guess you could do both. But like that's it, right? Yeah, <laughs> agreed. I mean, so what are we even talking about here? Well, I, mean, I, mean, I can like I can see the Nationals like they throw those three guys. Those three guys just have amazing starts. They knock off the Dodgers in four. Great, like they, just one of those things. You run into a buzzsaw. Happens. 
and I would love it because I hate the Dodgers with a burning passion. Are you going to then go do that to the Astros? I don't think that, not with who they're throwing. So like, you know, what are we even what are we even talking about here? <laughs> it's like we're talking. It's like it's like it's basketball or hockey. Where it's like, oh, they're scrambling hard for the seven or eight seed. Yeah, normally you get the seven or eight seed, and then you get your ass kicked, and you go home. It's like it's like a week and a half. So you know, maybe this isn't much of a prize. Well, it's um, a it's a week that of going to the bar on Tuesday and Wednesday night that you wouldn't otherwise get. So see, Kyle, you don't know me very well. <laughs> I'm already at the bar on Tuesday <laughs> and Wednesday. Like now, Touché. maybe it gives me something to watch, and I don't actually have to talk to anyone. Which that's is a plus. which is where I'm at. You know, that's that's my pocket. But yeah, I mean, I. I love playoff baseball. I love it when the Cubs are involved. I love that knot in your stomach you have all day. Yep. But are you going to have that knot knowing, yeah, this 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 is where the ride ends? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very true. Well, I guess I would rather, I would rather the ride end, not on that last day in fucking St. Louis. That's really all we're talking about here, right? We're, we just yeah. don't want it to right. end to me with that, the Cardinals. Right, and to me, that's that's enough to make right. me really want it to not happen. E- everything else is candy. Yeah, and we've yep. lived through enough years where the season just ends, usually long before now, right? And it's over. That there's still value in letting and watching them play an extra game or four. Or... And look, they could sweep that four games Wrigley. The Cardinals are yet to win a game here this year, right? Haven't they swept both home series against the Cardinals? Uh, yeah, that is. Yeah, correct. the Cubs yeah. are the only. Yep. Yeah, the Cubs are the only team so far have won a road game in that series. Right, and it's only so one, they could, I think. So they yeah, could win all one. four, be like a game up with. So there would be six games left, mm-hmm. and if they sweep all four, I'll be frosting at the mouth. Like I'll be so excited just because it's the Cardinals and fuck them. But like, oh man, you can see it going both ways because we've had it both ways. Because in two thousand three, they did kick the shit out of the Cardinals. Yeah, when it, it was mattered, great, and it was awesome. <laughs> I went. To my dad. Turned into a child. We went to all five games. Walk up. Like he went, he woke up every morning, went to Wrigley, got like day of game tickets. He's like, we're going again. I don't care. It's like, okay. Um, and they should have taken all five. They got jobbed out of the one. Yep. The the Moises Alou foul ball. When right. El Pulpo got himself thrown out of the game for <laughs> bumping the ump with his belly. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I don't, have we have we learned anything in this podcast? All I've done is yell at Kyle. That's what we've learned. Kyle, all I've done is yell at you, and I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's great. Okay. I, I don't think with 19 games left in the season, there's much to learn. It's more no more venting and worrying out loud. And I'll always take a moment to plug how awesome Kyle Schwarber has been the second half of the season. But how he's about, been really good. What was more? What was what was more impressive last night? The fact that. Every breaking pitch that Cal Quantrill threw him, he missed by three feet. And then Quantrill <laughs> threw him a home run, and he hit it 500 feet. Or fouling the ball off his own nuts. I don't <laughs> yeah, know that, that I don't yeah. know that I've ever seen someone foul the ball off their own nuts. No, yeah, I've seen – I saw Ryan Sandberg hit himself in the face once. That was pretty good. But never right. the nuts. And the best part of that is Kyle's doubled over. 
the and trainer laughing at him. The trainer kind of like walks out like, I guess I'll come out, but we know what happened. And then <laughs> right. Castellanos and do? Austin Hedges are laughing. Just there's a great shot of them just just having a great time watching Kyle using his bat as a cane, waiting for his balls to drop back out of his <laughs> out of his stomach. <laughs> When every time that happens, when a catcher gets hit or the batter, like and the trainer comes, like what's he gonna do? Like I would demand, I want that freeze spray shit they used to put <laughs> on guys' legs when they would foul a ball off their shin. I want him coming out. I want that all over my groin. That's what I want. That's fair. Give me all right. Spray me up, Doc. All right. So Kyle Schwarber, second half. Can we let's break it down? He's only struck out. He's struck out less than twenty percent of the time, which yep. is a huge. Huge thing. 9.9 walk rate, which is fine. It's about league average. 248, 335, 627. My goodness. For a 962 OPS. Do you think this is who he is? No. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I love him dearly. He's not a he's not a 960 OPS guy. I mean, I, I think he has a I think he has a 880 season in him. I st- he has to, doesn't he? I oh, yeah, he can't keep to, him. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yes. I'm inclined. I think to- there's still. I think there's still more there. Not in batting average. Kyle's batting average is always going to suck, and you should just throw that out because who gives it's a shit about that? It's stat? gonna be two. It's gonna be two fifty at best. That's I think there's. Really I still think he's got more on base in him to go with. Probably not quite that slugging. Yeah, I think he's. Lot. I think that he can true. be a 900 OPS guy over a full season. I yeah, he can do it. I think you're right. I think he can. We haven't seen it. We've only seen it for this half season and the half season in 15. Yep. Um, but I want to feel like this isn't just luck-driven or some weird surge. A light has gone on here. Uh, and, and that he's going to – but if he is that guy, then he's the guy every other team is going to be asking for this winner when you try and go get anything. I okay. still think he's – I, even with the big second half, I still think he's worth more to the Cubs than he is in a trade. I think if he has another good, I think if he has a, another good season next year, then teams go, all right, we could actually get, teams are going to want him, but they're not going to want to offer what he's really worth. They're going to see if the uh-huh. Cubs will give him up for less. Aha, uh-huh, but you're forgetting one factor here. The season after next, the NL is getting the DH. Right. That's why I wouldn't get rid of him anyway. I would just keep right. him. He's cheap. He's good. I don't think you can trade. I I can't imagine you can get anything for him that if you really want what that guy is, you can't work out a trade with that team for something else. Unless you're getting because like Because they're gonna they're still lowballing you no matter what they say for Kyle. Unless you're getting a number two starter or above. Or a really good starter. I just I don't I don't think you're gonna get offered that for him. No, I don't I think know. teams are gonna think they can get cute and get and give you a three and get him. Mm-hmm. So I would keep him, and I honestly, I we joked about it before. I'm I'm fully on board with giving next year's manager that lumberjack outfield of <laughs> Schwarber, Hayward, and Castellanos, and saying, "Fuck it, let's try it for a whole year and see what happens." We you know, know what's we, gonna happen. We know we can get out from under Kyle, so we can open a spot, and then we can move Castellanos to left and Hayward, who we're stuck with, to right, and go get a center fielder. But we don't need to do it right now. Let's. And see what happens. And if your center field is going to be Nico Horner, you've already got him. So you don't even have to. Well, we're a year a from spot. finding that out. Well, that's right, but that buys you that time. Yeah. Boy, it, that lumberjack sent- outfield. Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> that is that But is also, I was, I was only half joking about this, given the fact that the baseball is a titleist. 
Right. Most of those balls the outfield end up in the stands. Right. So it, doesn't, it doesn't matter that the three big guys can't get to it when it's when, when there's it's a fan throwing it back onto the field anyway. <laughs> Fuck true. it. Just play the play the guys who can hit. Fuck it. That's the whole. That's the 2020 Cubs slogan. Fuck it. Well, here's Fuck here's it. what I can't figure out. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> let's cover it up. Let's Fuck it. Up. Let's cover it up. Fuck it. Let's cover it up. Here's what I can't figure out, Castellanos. Because in a normal off-season free agency setting, Castellanos is playing himself into a twenty twenty-five million dollar year contract. But this year, where everyone you know now, where every owner's checkbook is. Sewn up tighter than a snare drum. You know, what does Cassianos get on the open market? No, I think he's... Does he get anything? I He's coming back. Oh, I think the so- the White Sox are going to hand him more money than anyone else by distance, thinking, ah, we're going to yeah. stick it to well, the Cubs. God bless him. We're going to sign their guy. They can have him then if they instead want to do of, that. Instead of signing J.D. Martinez like they should, because he'll be, he'll be cheaper than that. Like, ah, we're going to give him $20 million. We're going to steal the Cubs, darling. We're so cool. And then they're going to watch him hit 260 for the next five years. Yeah, didn't they get enough of him in Detroit to realize that, you know, he's okay. Nobody wanted him at the deadline but the Cubs. Right. Nobody. I mean, the the Tigers are paying part of his salary because nobody wanted him. So that's why I I have a feeling that the Cubs are going to make him a competitive offer. He's going to take it because he likes it, and he realizes that – He's really not – his career hasn't been a power. Even though he played in Detroit, and that obviously suppressed it. But home he, runs in the open the, market aren't worth that much this year because everybody's hits hitting them. them. Do they? Do, does he do the qualifying offer thing? Is that – I mean, I know the Cubs wouldn't get the draft pick, but, like, do, is it a qualifying offer thing or, or no? No, he, no can't, draft pick. he can't because he got traded during the season. Right, so he just he just goes on the market. Right, they can't offer him, and even if they could, he well, they can't would, offer him one. What's the qualifying offer? $15 million? If he weren't, if, I think if it that was seventeen last year, it goes up. I was going to say year. more than it's that. The yeah. average, right? I think it was seventeen this year, so it'll be more than that. Eighteen or nineteen? Yeah, around there probably. I yeah, I don't think he, I don't think he's going to do much better than that. I don't think right. he's going to do that. I think he's going to get like a three. Somebody's going to offer him three years at like sixteen or seventeen. Three years, fifty-four or whatever they would yeah. call it. There's a lot. I'm. I wouldn't turn it down if I was him. No. I, I'm trying to think of what the number is when I would say okay. I mean, let's, when I would say let's go with the lumberjack outfield, you, you it's can't, fifteen million or yeah. sixteen million. No, I don't see much of a. De- what else are they going to do? I mean, what what move <laughs> the, out there is there that signing Castellanos is going to prevent them from doing? Oh, oh, the free agent list this winter is is abhorrent. <laughs> like it is so bad. I mean, the thing that would appeal to the Ricketts would be if you don't sign him, you just don't spend it. Right. They'd be, that's, that'd be all for that. That's what they're going to push for. But at the same time, this is a team that on an off day, not only let him have a picnic in the outfield with his wife and his kid, they brought in a kiddie pool for the kid. Oh, nice. So there's got to be a little whining and dining going on. Right. Well, it's hard to figure out because the whole time you're like, oh, well, the Cubs are fine because Moros and Zobrists and who else's money comes off the book? Camels. Hamels, but now they have Kimbrel, so that cancels out Zobris money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just the twenty million and the nine and the eleven, so it's thirty million dollars. But a lot of that's gonna get chewed up. Bryant and Baez's arbitration. Yep. 
Am I missing Contreras too? Right? Yeah, they're not. They're not going to be running around throwing money at anybody again. But if but if you get Castellanos at like fifteen or sixteen million, there's enough for that. Yep. There's just nothing for anything else. You're going to come back with like a no bench and no bullpen, no starting rotation. Either. And, and, and <laughs> well, you have options in the rotation. You could you know Chatwood as a fifth starter is not the end of the world. Um, and you gotta, we'll you got Adbert. Well, and this is a podcast we'll probably do in the offseason. The best way to use Adbert next year is as a multi-inning weapon out of the pen. Yes, that would be. Because he's only thrown, what, 80 innings? Yep. So you can't start him. Like, he'd only give you 20 starts at most. Right. If they were all five innings. You could, you could use him with, a, with an opener and have him throw five innings. But that's the best way to use him. Use him twice a week throwing three or four innings out of the pen. And then the year after that, if he makes it through healthy, which he hasn't shown that he's going to, then you can start him. But, yeah. Well, the other the other idea would be wait till Strasburg opts out and throw hit $30 million at him. That's not going to happen either. No. But that's, you know, that's the off-season show. We're, we're still two and a half weeks left here. It sounds like we sound really optimistic that we immediately went to. Okay, what about next year? It's <laughs> right. a very cub. It's a very cub thing to do. No, I I said I I fully expect them to be in the wild card game. I just don't know what that means. Yeah. You know, we talked about this. Like, is that really the playoffs? Not not really. You know, it's one game. I guess you find out if you don't make it, and you feel if it feels like it's, you know, that much worse to yeah. at least not play in the one. In the one game, the reason it A Rod and Jessica Mendoza drooling all over your team. Well, that image has its appeal, but the idea that you lost this division to the Cardinals would be overriding your wild card game birth. Because well, yeah, you I mean, not winning the division in a year when nobody was good. <laughs> You're right. It doesn't matter. Like I'm not like, oh great, we're in the wild card. Even if they win, it's like, oh great, you still lost the division to a to a, to a mediocre team. Yeah, I mean, I think the real appeal to getting in the playoffs, even if you don't think you have much of a chance, is depriving the Cardinals again of, what? of another shot at the playoffs. Just because it, you know, it pisses them. You know, it's their fucking birthright to go to the playoffs, and this would be four years in a row where they didn't do it. Right, but it's going to be next to impossible to keep the Cardinals Right, that's what I'm saying. Now. That was the appeal, and now right. they're getting in one door or the other. So, And if they get in the wild card game, you know they're going to beat the Nationals with like eight runs in the ninth. Well, like, yeah, they've, they've done it before. They've done it before. So that's what's going to happen there. Or and then they'll it, probably beat the Dodgers for no reason. <laughs> for no reason. Uh, and, I will, and I'll have to decide whether I'm just going to blow my head off. It's like Cardinals or Dodgers, Jesus Christ. Like, look. The only Cardinal playoff games I've watched since <laughs> the 80s, probably when I was a little kid, were the ones with the Cubs. Yeah, I just don't watch them. I don't want to see that shit. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to know what happened. My wife and... one time, my wife one time saw this happen. I went out. I got the. I went to the mailbox, back in the good old days when people read Sports Illustrated. She saw me open the mailbox, look down, good. and she saw me throw something, wad something up, and toss it away. It, Albert Pujols was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. I got yeah. my Sports Illustrated. I ripped the cover off of it and left it at the curb and walked back into the house. She's like, what did you just litter? I'm like, well, yeah, but it was worth it. I went, I, I went to a play with the girl I was dating at the time in 2006 like for a game, game four, game five, whatever it was. And 
we walk out. I'm like, hey, I'm, let's walk in. Let's get a beer at this bar so I can see the end of the game. And I walked in, and I saw the score, and I saw the inning. And I just turned. I'm like, we have to go. And she's like, what do you want? I'm like, I can't watch this. We have to go. And I'm like, if I'm locked on the train, it didn't happen. Like, I was, I, I was in this time capsule on the L. So it, like, didn't happen to me. Like, I, I never had to consider it <laughs> happening. Um. Yeah, if, and if, if this is how my memory works, which is great. I, in 2015, Andy, you wrote in the middle of the season when the Cubs were like starting to like really turn up, mm-hmm. and like everyone's like, "Hey, they could end up playing the Cardinals in the playoffs," and, and everyone's kind of dreading. And you're like, "No, that's going to be great. Look at these guys. They're going to walk into Bush Stadium and say, "Hello, is anyone here? <laughs> we're here to fuck shit up." That was one of my favorite blogs <laughs> yeah. in Scipio history. And it was and even better because exactly that's exactly what they did. Yes. <laughs> Jorge Soler, game two for the win. <laughs> like, oh, God, what a day that was. And old Jaime Garcia literally shitting himself <laughs> yeah. on the mound. He literally shit his pants on the mound during the game. <laughs> oh, it was the best. Oh, uh, man. What, there was a time when this, when this team was so much fun to follow. Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah, in, yeah. Uh, in 2011, my dad died during the World Series, and my brother-in-law is a Cardinals fan. And so the Ugh. the arrangement stuff took forever, and so the funeral was actually after Game 6. That allegedly, I've, ne- I've yet to see it. I'll never see it, but I know. <laughs> it never happened. I've been told what happened. And my brother-in-law said, in a well-meaning way, he said, well, that was an amazing win last night. Um, it's almost like your dad was up there you know, pulling strings. And I said to him with all seriousness, if he was fucking pulling strings, you would have lost. Right. Because he hates the fucking Cardinals just as much. What do you think I got it from, buddy? So that was a fun little family moment. uh, (laughs) Let's, let's bring it around. What do you think will happen in these last two and a half weeks? Well, we're so good at this. And is there anything that can happen that you will, that will change your opinion of the season? I'll start with the second question. The answer is no. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think they take. I think they take care of business in the San Diego series. I think they win three out of four in that Cardinal series at home, and then immediately go to Pittsburgh and lose that series. <laughs> okay, I'm I, I I'm with you to a point. I I think they do take three or four here in San Diego. Maybe all four. I think they they do what they need to against Pittsburgh. They're gonna fuck up that Cincinnati series. Yeah. That's the one where, like, they're going to lose two or three or all three, all gut-wrenching losses, too. They're not going to get, like, blown out or just lose 5-1. They're going to, like, fuck it up at the end. Or they're going to have that game where they leave the bases loaded 12 times. You know, stuff like that. And then they're going to be so deflated to, like, split with the Cardinals, and that'll be it. So if I were the Reds, Austin Kearns would throw out the pitch. First pitch I said it. every I, game in that series. I said it on Saturday. Bring Austin Kearns back. <laughs> Let's end this the right way. Um, I just It just feels like nothing is going to go right for this team, and they just can't catch a break. You know, like, and, and the thing with Madden's teams is that they've, when they've had to, they've almost always done it. Last year, I know people would say, oh, they didn't win the last two games. And they, they still won 95 games. And they, you know, they, had a, they had a decent last couple weeks there. So I guess that's the exception, but it's like, okay, there's still this belief that these Cubs 
these versions of the Cubs, they'll pull out of it. They'll do what they have to, but man, it's it's starting to feel so far away. I mean, from them doing that. Clearly, you'd be more optimistic if the if they'd gotten to this point because Javi and Bryant were hurt, but they were back. Right. And you were going to f- play these last 19 games with them in some state of repair. I guess we still have Bryant limping around. Right. But they've got they basically have to win. They have to play these last 19 games without them. I know Bryant will be in the lineup and limping around, but he's not Chris Bryant. He's you some, know what you, they some do. weird facsimile of him. They won't because Zobris is back, but seeing as how Bryant can only do Ben Zobris things now, why not just have Bryant lead off? He can still take a walk. He can still work in at bat. Well, they have re- they've refused to do that. The last two years, he's been the best option to lead off, and they never even would try it. Right? They wouldn't even give it a give it a week's. I mean, they we jacked around with how long with after they moved Hayward up there, and he did the whole. Well, if you're going to move me up there, you got to leave me there for a while. Why? Because if you <laughs> prove you suck, you we have to move you back to where you were hitting before. So knock it off. But I don't know what it's almost pathological. They'll put they'll put Rizzo there because that's a stunt, and everybody knows that he's not going to stay there. So even if he has success, nobody bitches when he moves out of it. It's like they were afraid to put Bryant there. You know, right. this supposedly the big brain front office. Somebody should be going, hey, whoever leads off over the course of the season bats more than everybody else, and he's our right. best player, and he get more bats than everybody else. This seems like something we might want to try. And even at this point, he's not going to be driving in a lot of runs. He's just he's not going to hit for a lot of extra base. No. Extra bases, but he can take a walk. He can he can give you a single here and there. Okay, he's not going to steal any bases. The Cubs don't care if your leadoff guy steals any bases or not. No. Don't give a shit. And they apparently, his knee's not a problem when he's running in straight lines. <laughs> like, oh, and they never taught him how to slide. Yeah, that was great. Um, this, this, that's, I, that was a ringing endorsement for the Cubway right there. The Cubway. Um, <laughs> guys, have we ever uh, taught Chris Bryant how to slide? Why nah. would he? Need, why would he need to? He just hits home runs. Oh, that's right. Good. Yeah. Oh, that's good enough. Fine <laughs> that'll, be, with me. that'll be fine. That's like when Ken Harrelson moved the walls back at Comiskey. Well, our guys hit it farther. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm you know, Kyle, I'm with you. I, I, I want to believe that. I mean, the schedule so sets up for them, like because like the Pirates and Car- and and Reds just got done lying down for the Cardinals. Yep. Right. So. They should be lying down for you, but like they're gonna that Reds like they're gonna line up Gray Bauer and uh, the other guy who am I missing here? Uh, the fucking Castillo. Yeah, Castillo. Castillo, and they're just gonna be working that voodoo, especially Bauer, which is gonna infuriate yeah. me. And it, like, well, and it'll it'll just it'll enthrall Len Casper for three hours too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's a really bright guy. No, he's not. <laughs> he's a he's a dumbass. Maybe the biggest dumbass in the league. He just likes to hear himself talk. Anyway. Why do people listen to this podcast? This isn't entertaining. <laughs> We're not lifting it. anybody up. People don't listen to it to be lifted up. They listen well, what to does it that for, say? for us to vent. Well, I mean, I guess that's fine, but like... I want to help improve people's days. I don't want to <laughs> send them into traffic. <laughs> It'll all be worth it when notice the Cubs, go, when the Cubs go on this. Go on this when they go eighteen and one over the last nineteen. When they have right. their they have their uh, Moneyball A's run. Right. And notice like, how I only notice. I only notice this about your podcast. I do the same thing on my podcast, but clearly don't give a shit. <laughs> There's just one long complaint for six months during the Hawks season. 
Ugh. Anyway. All right. My throat hurts. I'm done. Yep. All right. I well, got a, uh, I got a pack. Yeah. Enjoy your trip to to uh, Denver. This will be the uh, first time I have ever seen the Bears on the road. Oh. Uh, a lifelong Bears fan, in Chicago, and I've never followed them anywhere. So this is this is a first. And normally I'd be a little worried, but now because Denver is just filled with people from Iowa <laughs> and Minnesota named Tyler. I, I think my chances of getting in a fight aren't all that high. Oh, they'll be they'll be fired up and ready for the to see the fighting Fangios. Yeah, if especially you're fired, especially off that great performance against the Raiders. If you're fired up about going to see Joe Flacco play, you know, I, I, fine. This is like this is an event for me. You know, I'm seeing friends. I'm doing a thing. But yeah, that I mean, it has an excellent chance of being like 13 to 10. I think that would. I think the Bears would take that. I think they probably would. But I don't know what's worse, losing to the Raiders on the road or the Packers at home. Yeah, it's all I'm going to say the Raiders on the road because the Packers at least have the one guy. Yes. It's all degrees of indignity. Yeah. Just which degree is worse than others. Um, but, yeah, if, you, if you're watching the Bears game on Sunday and you hear about a commotion in the crowd <laughs> and someone falling down the stairs, it's probably me. Uh, I won't end up, I'm not the guy who's going to run on the field, but I may be tossed onto it. <laughs> yeah. There's a fan on the field. He appears to have been thrown there by other <laughs> yeah. angry he's, fans. He's not moving. <laughs> he's not trying to evade security. <laughs> he seems to be, he's trying to get security to carry him off. Right. I'll be doing the Super Dave Osborne. Isn't it obvious I need assistance? Uh, all right, Jordan. Uh, until next week. All right. See you guys all later. Right. See ya.